Hey everyone, it's Dave Ebersol, writer, director, and co-creator of Dash. First, we wanted to say thank you so much for being patient in between episodes. This is our second to last chapter in this case, and it's meant the world that you've stuck with us all season. The best is yet to come. But first, we have a promo for another audio drama about another private eye. If you love Dash, you're going to love Neon Shadows, a noir tale. I'm Frank Dixon, a private detective. I'm the guy you call to catch a cheating spouse in the act, or find a missing person, but I think I'm in over my head with this job, hunting down a serial killer who murdered someone close to my client. And I'm Dusty. Frank took me in and cleaned me up, and I've been his assistant ever since. Most cases are open and shut, but this one has me scared for Frank, and anyone involved. If you'd like to ride along with us through the back alleys and violent streets of Darkrim, feel free. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to audio fiction. You can listen to Dash any way you like. But if you ask us, you should do it with headphones. The odds don't look good for Dash Malone. In fact, you could say he hasn't got a prayer. He's got one chance to stop a monster who's been ravaging the streets of Los Angeles. A creature who's been controlling the mysterious Zeta Makara. A horror that stands at the brink of what can only be world domination. And all our detective has is a wing and a prayer. But maybe, just maybe, that's all he needs. just witnessed was nothing short of a bloodbath. Enough to terrify even the bravest of souls away. I don't consider myself brave. I'm just a broken-hearted gumshoe with nothing to lose. And that? That makes me dangerous. The time is now. You are listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara. Chapter 12, The Prayer. got a plan. I'm not so sure how good of a plan it is, but it's all we got. As we head into position, we wouldn't have this advantage if it wasn't for my wisecracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw, and her boyfriend, Andy Clementine. They created a commotion that distracted the LAPD long enough for us to sneak into the museum. Last I saw, they were being hauled off in a paddy wagon. I hope, wherever they are, they're far away from here. Hey, Copper! 
You gonna leave us sitting in here on this bench all night, or what? Don't get them all riled up. These cuffs are chafing me. All right now, you behave. Just deal with it. Don't make me have to separate you two. You take these things off me and we'll see who gets separated. You heard what I said. Uh, it, it's quite all right, officer. Take your time. We're A-okay. Isn't that right, Gumdrop? <clears throat> I've had enough sass out of you, young lady. I'll show him sass. Relax, will ya? We're already in enough hot water. <laughs> I can't believe we're stranded in this police station while Dash and Sal are in the museum alone with that mummy and that Makara lady. I still don't know if I buy that there's a real mummy on the loose. Man of mine, I saw it with my own two eyes. And if that's the case, I'm still a little fuzzy on how your boss, who's never been the most reliable of sources, is going to stop that thing on his own. Because he found this sword that Miss Earrings said was the only thing that could kill it. Why is it so special? I don't know. It's from the beginning of time or something. It's supposed to light on fire. On fire? Yes, a flaming sword. Which is what Miss Makara was trying to hire Dash to get in the first place. What we didn't know, the guy she was trying to get it from was Mr. Plinkett's. You mean your boss's bunkmate? I believe the term you're looking for is manpal, but yes, one and the same. Turns out Mr. Plinkett's wasn't just a shifty antiques dealer. He was an actual smuggler of stolen ancient relics, and he was selling them to the highest bidder. He got mixed up with Miss Makara, and that was his fatal mistake. And your boss didn't know the entire time. Isn't he the detective? That's what I've been saying all along. But it's not exactly fair. He knew something was wrong, but he wanted it to be right. He wanted it more than he could let on. But I can't blame him for that. The heart makes people do stupid, crazy things. Tell me about it. The girl I'm sweet on just got me arrested. She sounds like a whole lot of trouble. Oh, she is. She got me mixed up with murder, mayhem, and mummies. I don't know what's going to happen next. Andy Clementine, you're a son of a gun. But I'm your son of a gun. Good gravy. Copper! Get me away from this guy! Shh! Ugh! The waiting is going to kill me! I hope they're okay. Well, if that sword is the only thing that's going to work, it's a good thing they found it when they did. Where on earth did they find it? Plink's place. Miss Makara told them to look there. It's a shame she didn't do that to begin with. If only she knew. Yeah, if only. Wait a minute. Did you buy that fainting act? I'm not so sure it was an act. And judging from her come on, she didn't seem to know about my, uh, <clears throat> notoriety. I don't follow. Of course you don't. What is it? She did know. I was right all along. Well, obviously I was, but... If she did know, that means... What could it mean? Everything that has happened. Maybe this is exactly what she wanted. Maybe. Oh, Dash, 
What are you walking into? I take cover behind one of the many entranceways on the ground floor to the rotunda. The gorgeous room has now become a battlefield. A horrible preview of what the world could look like if we can't defeat this monster. In the center of the hall stands the massive bronze statue of the three muses. Impetu, this resurrected mummy, his very existence seems to spit in the face of what they stand for. Zeta Makara has been bound to the base of the statue. And I wonder, if this mummy is so powerful, why would he need to restrain her? You slaughtered them! One who conquers does nothing less. There was no need to. These men... When my army arrives, the world will know what these men knew. All will kneel or be destroyed. Enter Officer Sal McGill, my insight on the police force and a friend. Here goes nothing. What is this? Oh, Great Highness, Impertu, I am here. Oh, God of Gods. Is this <laughs> my first subject? Yes, your, your Pharaohness. I am here to, to do your will. My will, is it now? Yes, yeah, yes I am. As Sal holds that thing's attention... I make my way down to the other side of the room. Zeta catches my eye and nods. You are filled with deceit, but brave nonetheless. The rest of your fellow officers came at me with force, but you're not like them, are you? Ah! No, you're much smarter than the rest. A pity they only see you as an associate. To a degenerate. Ah! What are you? I'm only peering into love. Stop! Stop! Oh, look! Something no one knows. A son. You have a son. You can't. A year old at that. Stop! I wonder, when will you tell your wife about what you will do? I will kill you! I crawl up to the statue of the three muses, enough to get me the height I need to come down on that massive thing that's about to crush the life out of my pal. That's not gonna happen. No one else I love is gonna die today. Do not worry. I will spare him. He will be a slave, and trust he'll know nothing. Your dance partner doesn't look so happy. I think I better cut in. What? With all I can, I leap off of the statue, wielding the sword like I was Errol Flynn. Everything goes into slow motion. The blade of the sword seems to grow. Then it ignites into a blaze of fire. I feel powerful. Like I can defeat this odious creature with this weapon of truth in my grasp. I'm about to strike. Then Impichu waves his arm. <laughs> I'm knocked to the floor. Ah! The sword sails to the opposite end of the room. Dash! Officer McGill, stand back! Do not interfere! 
Yes, officer. I'll come back to you in a moment. Look at what we have here. Finally out in the open. The investigator. I prefer Private Dick. Ow! Oh, you've got quite a grip there. I should have known. Never lead with a joke. Fellas want sincerity these days. Hey, how about you, me, and those biceps go grab a drink and get to know the real you? Humor does not mask your broken heart, nor will it heal your broken skull. You should read stories to children. You'd be great at it. Ah! Would you like to hear a story about whose soul I was supposed to take? Would you like to tell him, Zeta? Or would you like me to? This will accomplish nothing. I know her to her very core. I've been inside every piece of her. I know all her plans and schemes to halt my return, my eventual rule. She had every detail planned, even trying to lure you with her body, knowing full well the one you were after was also the one she was after. Johnny Plinkins. You knew Plink and I? Yes, I knew. That is why I came to you. I thought if I could secure your services, it would help Mr. Plinkett's make the right choice. She was planning to kill you. Nothing of the kind. How would killing me? But you didn't take the case, so instead of killing you as she planned, I took control and killed him. All he ever wanted for us was to... We're gonna get out of here. Away from your past, away from... Just you and me. Every choice he made, he made for you. They knew the truth, and they honored the truth. And in return, they received a prayer. Dash, he was trying to tell me. He wanted to create a new life for you because you created a new life in him. Something to whisper into the dark as they would never be alone again. Dash created a new life. Yes, Mr. Malone. You heard me right. It has been calling to you. Dash. A new life. Your fate. Maybe in the next one you'll learn never to align yourself on the side of angels. As they never know what side they're on themselves. I see Sal out of the corner of my eye. He's crawling towards the sword, but I don't know if he'll make it in time. This monster is about to do me in. And then... Dash, you have emerged in me. I know what to do. What do you have to say, Mr. Malone? Ever hear the legend of Ken and Nick? <laughs> what foolishness. Officer McGill, untie me. Just hold on. Ken and Nick... I discovered it today while I was poking around in that exhibit you used to be a part of. You had to have seen it. Are you okay? The sword! Get the sword! Big worshippers of that Atom fella. You remember him, don't you? You conned his daughter into giving you that nifty symbol on your chest. What are you doing? Thanks for letting me go. You had quite a grip there. How are you... 
Hang on. We're getting to the best part. What's happening? You see, these guys, Ken and Nick, they were crazy about each other. Never wanted to be apart. Their love entwined their souls. He's frozen. Because of their devotion, Autumn gave them a gift. A prayer. Yes. Something to whisper in the dark so that they would never be alone. They would always be united. Dash stopped him. This detective has just learned how to pray. Plink got this bracelet engraved in Egypt. Look, it's glowing again. It's the same prayer. Officer McGill, the sword, now! Got it. I don't know much about love, but you killed my man and stole his soul. I'm taking it back. I will slaughter you. Recite it. You know it. It is etched into your soul. The doors to the horizon have opened. Its bolts have been drawn back. A serpent is entwined by a serpent. Heaven is enchanted. Earth is enchanted. You have emerged in me, so I have emerged in you. Dash, take the sword. Sal throws me the sword. It ignites as I catch it in the air. And with everything I have left, I thrust it into this evil that's taken everything from me. And then, I'm not in the museum. I don't know where I am. In the air, there are a thousand glowing orbs. The souls of those that brought this monster back to life, now free to finally rest. And then, oh God, I see him walking towards me. Plink. He looks gorgeous, like everything I've ever wanted. He opens his mouth and he says something. But I can't hear him. He keeps talking, but I can't hear a word he says. I can't. What, what are you saying? Talk to me. What is all this? I need to know. Please. He grabs me. He looks me right in the eye. And he says something that I can't hear. And then he kisses me. I never want to leave this embrace. Dash. But something is pulling me back. Dash. And somehow I know that after all of this, everything is going to change. Dash, watch out! Museum. And Impetu's hands are clenched around my arm in a vice like grip. Then something, some kind of force flows into me, and it ignites my insides with a pain I have never known before. Ah! It 
Ouroboros is not just a symbol of power. It's a curse! The sword, still burning, juts out of this creature's chest from where I had just thrust it. The fire begins to overtake this monster. I try to break free, but he holds fast. Where it ends, it begins. Welcome to the beginning of your destruction. No! Suddenly, Zeta Makara grabs the hilt of the sword jutting out of his mummy. He must not know. Not yet. Not yet. You are doomed. Your part in this is now and forever over. pulls the flaming sword free from this creature, and it begins to implode in a cascade of fire and light. I fall to the floor. Sal runs towards me. Dash! I think it's too late for me, pal. We gotta get out of here! Plink! Dash, are you? Dash? Dash! No, no, no! Wake up, buddy! Ugh. You need a drink? Cause I sure as shit do. Creases. <sighs> yeah. Creases. This case is about to close, but will Dash get the answers he's seeking before it does? Find out in the final chapter of our season, premiering in just over a week. You have been listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara, starring Peter Zielinski, Sarah Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Shauna Massad, Thomas Robert Irvin, Christopher Tolomeo, James Minel, and Carlos Giga. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Sound designed by Mick Loro. Music by Christopher Tolomeo and Mick Loro. Produced by Mick Loro and Ed Hill. Executive producers Ed Hill and Andrew Greenwood. Dash created by Dave Ebersole and Delia Gable. Until next time, I'm Jim Diamond. Thank you for listening.